0: hello all my rated jg listeners today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor over at day by day apparel day by day apparel has been a proud supporter and listener of the rated jg podcast since our very first episode day by day represents a positive message and serves as a motivational symbol to anybody that wears their logo they offer hand screened printed t-shirts and an assortment of other apparel including hats hoodies tank tops sweats sweats no matter what the weather is like outside, there's a piece of day-by-day apparel that will fit for the occasion. Day-by-day Day is here to remind you to focus on the 24 hours underneath your feet, slow down your hectic schedule, and really saturate yourself and enjoy every moment and live present. You can find them online at daybydayapparel.com and on social media accounts at daybyday_apparel. apparel. Day by Day is proud to offer all the Rated JG listeners a 35% discount at checkout. So once you go to the website and you get to the checkout bar, in the promo code box, use all capitals Rated JG to receive your 35% off discount. Welcome to the Rated JG Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gilley. Thank you all for tuning in. What up, what up, everybody? We're back here with another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Uh, I appreciate all you guys for all the support so far. If you are interested in, in following all my content, make sure to subscribe and rate and follow me on all social media platforms and uh on all streaming platforms so google spotify itunes you name it rated jg is going to be on there and available and i appreciate all the support so far so all that being said i've got another very interesting guest with me today in the studio very happy to have him he's a somewhat of a a local legend in the area so without further ado i want to welcome mr alex englehart thank you thank you yeah sir how's it going man pretty good man how you doing man i'm just working and trying to find a little time to come in here yeah. and relieve some stress and get some some friendly faces in Stay here like yourself yeah, yeah you're not lying in texas that's a little bit rough we're over here for all you that aren't from here we're up in the, the triple digits for a couple days now and it's freaking brutal so trying to beat the heat but um Alex, our um, our paths crossed because we have some mutual friends, and uh, mainly the main thing is uh, just our musical interest kind of line up, and I've seen you play a couple of gigs around here, but you're, you're local to the Ellis County area, right? Yes,
1: I am. I'm born and raised in Waxahachie, Texas. So.
0: All right. Yeah. So, born and raised, uh, how old are you here? Uh, 23. 23. Yep. If you, and for all you that know Alex, he does not look 23. He's a big old <laughs> Grizzly Adams man over here with yeah. long hair and a beard, but... um. So what was it like growing up in small-town Waxahachie? Because I'm, I'm from right up the road in the Lothian. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. You know, I loved it. It was awesome. You got the, you know, Friday night football feel, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, everywhere you go, you see somebody you know. And, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, I guess it was six, seven years ago, Waxahachie blew up. Yeah. You know, we probably have sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 more people than we did when I graduated high school. Yeah. For yeah. sure. But still, everywhere you go, you see everybody you know. But I totally feel that. And,
0: um, you know, no pun intended, it did actually blow up a couple years ago, it too. Did. Yeah, I forgot was, about that. Man, that I don't know what that was over there yep. that blew up, but, man, we could literally smell it mm-hmm. down here. It was, like, it was like a... It was
1: a Magna Blend chemical plant. That's right. That's what it was. Brutal. They pulled us... That was my senior year of high school, I guess. They pulled us out of class... You Know made us get in our trucks and go home because yeah. we were, you know, mile mile and a half from it, yeah. But yeah, they made us leave, They're yeah. Saying, you know, I mean, I don't know what
0: it was, was it like sulfur or something? That it was, was in something like that, yeah. That smell was Awful. horrendous and it didn't go away for a long, long time, Awful. so yeah, it's blowing up in population mm-hmm. and it did blow up with chemicals as well. So, <laughs> shout out, Waxahachie, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, we're from you know, rival towns. I was in Midlothian my whole life, Waxahachie's right up the road, we used to be. Same district or conference, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, and then you want to talk about blowing up. well, Midlothian's blowing yeah, the hell up. No quick. kidding. I mean, like it's it's crazy to me because I, when I graduated in 2011, mm-hmm. and you were a couple years what I was 2014. 20? Okay, yeah. so yeah, whenever I was graduating, we just moved up to 5A, mm-hmm. which was like, oh my god, we're in the big time, mm-hmm. and like we we're getting crushed by all these 5A schools and everything. Then a couple years after I graduate, apparently there's a 6A. Yeah, I've never even heard of that exactly. So, like, one of our schools is like 6A, if I'm not mistaken. And we built a whole nother high school now, they're like a 4A. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I had no idea how many little suburbs and neighborhoods there are. If you take a little back
1: road, it opens yeah. up to like crazy places mm-hmm. over here. Same thing with Waxahachie yep, exactly. you know. And you know, I go, you know, hope my mother doesn't listen to this, but when I used back road in high school, I would go down back roads, and now there's full subdivisions back there, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah Hey, well, Mama, don't know, don't hurt. Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So No, we all did that too, and mm-hmm. it's it's weird that you mention that because we all would like. I mean, we didn't. We're not doing anything that no other teenager exactly. didn't do before us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those little spots that you were like, hey, let's go over here. Now it's like, oh, well, it's a, what's up cul-de-sac yeah, and you yeah. know, b- b- apartment buildings,
1: gated community.
0: Man, this two eighty seven bypass right behind my house over here. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, this is how I'm showing my age here. My, i used to ride four-wheelers back over there when it was just like a dirt freaking pasture no way. and my sister learned to shout out autumn <laughs> uh, learned how to drive my mom's nissan Xterra back there and man i was riding my four-wheeler while she's driving around and i'm like with my dad and i'm like dad you smell that he's like yeah i do it smells like like fire Dude, she's been driving with the emergency brake on for oh, like God. her and I'm like, Lord, don't don't and she, this woman's gonna get a driver's license. So, oh my goodness, but yeah. Anyway, small town life, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, what did y'all what y'all do for fun growing up over there? Besides the sides of the, oh, uh, the old
1: hilltop lanes bowling alley, oh, hilltop lanes bowling alley. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was our yeah, source of fun. Exactly. too. We'd it go was, up the road to y'all's place. Yeah, it was that, or you know, if we weren't playing baseball or something somewhere, it was. It was that. Yeah, the the movie theater. <laughs> the movie theater, yeah. yeah, and they you know, they put the big one out there now. So. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So you, you mentioned you played ball. That's mm-hmm. uh, you play all through your high school career? All through high school. That was
1: baseball was my first love. It
0: was. We definitely share that in common. I love baseball mm-hmm. just as much now as I did back then. And uh, like I was mentioning earlier, we used to play Waxahachie yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I probably played against Waxahachie High School or had a tournament at Waxahachie High School 10 times throughout mm-hmm. my career. And, man, you want to talk about, like, you, you hear, like, Major League Ball players talking about, oh, my God, when you step on Yankee Stadium or Dodger Stadium, like, you can just feel mm-hmm. it. Man, you want to talk about history. You step on that field. I don't even know what it's called, but, like, the little – Richards Park. Richards Park. Yeah. Yep. It's just, like, basically it's freaking ancient. And mm-hmm. there's, like, the train tracks and the graveyard. The
1: cemetery and, like, and the trees going all the way around it. and yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome.
0: That is definitely – Even though we hated y'all at the time, Mm -hmm. it was like, man, when you were there, you kind of... I played infield. Yeah. be sitting there,
1: like, shortstop, just looking
0: around. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you don't see
1: the, you know, playground over there and then the school over here. Got that old school vibe. And then that's,
0: like, that historic part of Waxahachie Mm -hmm. where those those houses are freaking, like, 100 years old. Yeah, Yeah, it's, like, it's Mm -hmm. very, very nostalgic feeling. And I'm, like, a little 16-year-old out there, like, oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I made it to the big time. Yeah, I remember, you know, when we would... They would hold those youth baseball camps and stuff, you know, when we were 11, 12 years old. Right. We'd go out there and think that we were the coolest thing on the planet. Yep. You know, we'd walk out there and we'd be waving at our parents in the stands thinking that we were big shots now. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, did, did you, uh, like,
0: what positions did you play? Played third base and pitcher. Okay. Yeah. I got I, you. Um,
1: I liked pitching more than anything. That's... The that spotlight guy. Was, yep, and the spotlight guy. That's awesome. Pitching on Friday nights at Richards Park. That was my thing. That's a small field, man. Did you give up
0: some bombs on that field? I didn't. No, not
1: Really? you good, you don't give up. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. He's already going there. We're going in the deep yeah. end. All right. All right, so um, did, you, did
0: that? Did ball take you past high school? Did you play in college or anything? I didn't anything? play in college.
1: No. I, um, you know, senior year came along. I almost got a little burnt out on it, and that's when I started getting a little more into my music stuff. So, my you know my focus shifted a little more about halfway through that season yeah and, for sure you know by the end of it i just decided i'm going to go try school whatever and yeah. you know ball's, ball's been good to me but this is it you know
0: yep and then you know for all the listeners that don't know that think baseball is just like you know oh you watch it on tv it's mm-hmm. easy man it, it's really not and especially when it's you a grind. when you get to that mm-hmm that level you know when you're approaching manhood you know 16 17 years old and these colleges start talking to you you start going to these showcase tournaments man it's like it's a lot different you may be a stud in your hometown you go to a college showcase with boys all across just you know north texas and man you really it's a slap in the face like oh yeah there's, like, the upper echelon around there. Mm-hmm. And then you get these, like, well, I mean, speaking from my own, like, <laughs> I got these, like, smaller schools coming to talk to me. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm feeling all good about myself. And then they're, like, yeah, you know, we can't offer you a scholarship or a guaranteed spot. <laughs> and I'm, like, Well, sh- what are you offering? Well, yeah, me? what
1: are you here for? I can pay tuition
0: and go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I get that, man. Mm-hmm. I, it, the burnt out thing yeah. for sure. Because, I mean, it's, it, it's a year-round sport. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah.
1: But you, I'm assuming you did go to college somewhere? I did. Uh, <laughs> tried to go to college for a little bit. I went to Blinn down at College Station. Okay. Um, and I always say College Station also, it ruined me, but also made me. Um, you know, <laughs> I did the whole party thing, but didn't go to class or anything like that. And moved down there in August, and come February, I was back home. Hey, so, but you got the experience. Exactly. I got the experience. made me... Made me who I am and got a job and now we're cooking. There you go, man. So what the heck is there down there to do
0: Because from coming from somebody I've I've been to college station one time. Yeah. And I was like a little punk eighteen year old that was like,
1: Oh, my buddy's at A <laughs> and M and we
0: go down there and in like some shithole apartment and yeah, drank natty yeah. lights and passed out I don't remember any of it. So it's like mm-hmm. what is a what was your experience
1: like down there? Well in the little was, stepsister of A and M. It was shitty apartments and <laughs> natty lights and then North Gate. Northgate. Northgate is the bars it. down there okay man if you go you better be careful and you better have a ride home that's what i'm talking it about it is a party mm-hmm. you know but.
0: so i mean alex are you telling me that you participated in underage drinking uh, we don't support that now i'm just totally messing with you know with me. <laughs> i'm not gonna say yes or no that's but. what i'm talking about <laughs> plead the fifth plead the fifth i plead the fifth so you kind of mentioned a minute ago that once your 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 college years rolled around and baseball came to a stop that's when you kind of uh came in came more into the music career so um you know alex has been playing at least to my knowledge around the ellis county area for some some time and you know you're you're establishing a pretty strong fan base with your music and you know you've been doing gigs even before i I just recently met Mm -hmm. you a couple weeks ago uh we hit it off felt like i've known alex my whole life Mm -hmm. super cool guy Uh, So how long have you been doing this music thing?
1: You know, so I've really, I've been playing my whole life. I hadn't really been gigging, but for the last three or four years, Um, you know, like I said earlier, baseball was my first love, you know, playing guitar was always something that I always liked to do. Never really could sing, just like to have fun singing, whatever. I'd play with my dad and his buddies and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're 12 or 13, your friends, they don't want to hear you play guitar. They want to go play baseball with you. Right. But, um, no, so I always did it, and then, you know, once I got into, you know, the drinking and partying and that kind of stuff, yeah, and more yeah. and more people started wanting to hear me play guitar, mm-hmm. then I found my voice, and then everything just all kind of clicked. That's you know? awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I feel like most of the guys in the world, or, you know, at least the ones that are in my, my friend circle, they've all thought about, like, Man, it'd be cool to sing and get a guitar because yeah. I feel like, you know, at least in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I'm going to get some girls with this yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: So, yeah. not, you know, it, it's one of those things that it, it's a, uh, they say that. But sometimes it's not quite the case. Sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not. I get it. (laughs) Sometimes you're the guy in the corner that nobody's really listening to.
0: (laughs) But uh, so you you, obviously you play guitar. Um, Mm -hmm. I've seen you do acoustic
1: sets. Do you have any other instruments in the repertoire? I I do not. Um, So I really just play guitar. Know a few chords, that kind of stuff. I always joke, you know, my dad bought me a guitar when I was about four years old. Um, taught me three or four chords. Um, pretty much from there, I would learn a song or two, and you know, see another chord that I didn't recognize, figure out what it is, and then learn that one, add that to the repertoire. You know, yeah. I never really learned keys or any instruments or anything like that, so um, I really just know chords and just kind of pick around with it. So he's being very modest, you guys. <laughs> you know, he, he, he
0: shreds, that's for sure. Yeah, and I feel like it's funny you mention that. You know, knowing knowing a couple chords, mm-hmm. so like. If you don't know anything about music, there's. If you know essentially four chords, you can mm. play eighty percent of all the music yes, you hear. Can you know? Yep. I mean, excluding the Van Halens and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, you can play mm. most of the radio music. And even for myself, like I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. This guitar thing's mm. kind of easy. Then you start playing Fs and and Bs yep. and bar chords. I'm like, oh, my hand don't bend that way, yeah, brother. Exactly. Like this is, I'm gonna break yep. my wrist over here trying to shred. So mm-hmm. I commend y'all for knowing all that. All my all my <laughs> guitar players, y'all are, y'all are killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it as of right now you're just alex englehart no no yep. band no mm-hmm. nothing like that as
1: of right now i'm alex englehart just okay solo acoustic gigs that kind of stuff so
0: so how did how do you how do you go about even getting gigs i mean just
1: go up to somebody and say hey i'm good at singing sign me or well something. i try I mean, that sometimes sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't okay um i have a few things recorded that i hadn't really put out or anything like that um just a few, you know, small studio computer garage band recordings. Okay. And, um, you know, I'll I'll meet a bar owner or restaurant owner, something like that, and, you know, send it to them, and uh, they'll listen to it and tell me, you know, hey, would uh, you free this day? you free this yeah. day? Or, you know, I'll, I'll do it like that. Sometimes, you know, name gets around, or buddies will say, you know, well, I can't play this night, but here's a guy who might can, you know, that okay. kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, you know. We really, I say we, all the people, the local musicians and stuff like that. We're all friends, so we all kind of help each other get gigs, and that's you cool. know, that was one of the main things for me is I got a lot of help at the beginning. That's cool because really. I mean I
0: feel like that that speaking from an outsider, mm-hmm. like that's a, a common misconception. I would mm-hmm. assume that they're like, oh, you know, f that guy, he's playing my gig or no, yeah, I, like mm-hmm. I, but that's that's really neat. I, you see that a lot with like local breweries mm-hmm. and stuff too. Like they want to push. You know, hey man, if you don't like whatever our IPA, you know, go over, go over here to so and so's down the street. They've mm-hmm. got a good exactly. one. You know, it's like a more yep. of a communal thing as opposed to like a mm-hmm. competition. You know, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's a business, but you want to kind of push it as exactly. a whole. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, so uh, in in the best way that you can. What's it like? Try to describe what's it. What was it like stepping on stage for the first time in front of oh, people, people that you don't know?
1: Stepping on stage for the first time in front of people I don't know. Well, hold on. So, Let, let's
0: see. Where was, where was your first
1: gig? How First gig that? was at Beefo Brady's in Midlothian, Texas. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So one of my really good buddies from high school and even before then, Casey Maynard is his name. He's bartender over the there. The best bartender yep. around, man. Yep, Big old ginger beard, you know. But Yeah. Shout oh, out, yeah. Casey. Shout out, Casey. Yes, sir. Um, no, so we've been picking around. He, had, he was actually really good friends with my cousin when we were younger. Um, that we started becoming friends in high school and just been playing, you know, back porch, picking, that sure. kind of stuff. Um, then when he started working over there, they started doing the Saturday night music series. They would do ten weeks at a time, that kind of stuff. And um, he was like, hey, so manager said that he's got two openings if we want to do them. And I was like, "Uh, sure, let's do it. You know, yeah. why not? Because um, we had played, you know, in front of friends and family for – five, six hours at a time. Um, but whenever that came up, man, I was at first, I was like, no, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. You know, there's no reason to be. These are just going to be all my friends and family. We get there and there's like 90 people there. Whoa. That patio back there was full. And we're just sitting up there swapping songs on bar stool. And the first song I played, I remember it. First song I played, I played three A.M." by matchbox 20. Oh, and I struggled through that song so bad. And like at the very end of it, I heard in the last verse there, everybody, I was looking up, seeing people I didn't know singing with me, and everybody was chanting, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. Nice. I, I can do this, you know, and from there, it just yeah, got most, easier. Most of the time, you're. I mean, most people are going to be
0: their own worst critic. You know, I, that's especially, I, I don't have a craft like mm-hmm. you do to where, you know, it's still weird for me to hear myself on a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, God almighty, <laughs> that's what I sound like. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry, guys, but, you know, that's, that's cool because um, – I've seen, you know, it's just that one particular. I don't even want to call it a venue. It's, it's Mm -hmm. you know, this the restaurant that has the patio. Mm -hmm. Like man, they've got some some really really good talent out there. I mean, you've been there, Preston Mm -hmm. Scott's been there, Giovanni and the hired guns, Mm -hmm. Eric Willis. I mean, like they've, man, they've they've got some really big name people to go to this little
1: small town. Freaking restaurant. I played some of the coolest gigs that I've ever played there. Yeah. I opened up for Eric Willis one time there, and, you know, we hung out and, you know, had a few beers and shots, whatever. And yeah. He was one of the coolest guys that I've ever met. So yeah. down to earth, calm, all that
0: kind of stuff. And, we were actually talking about that before mm-hmm. the podcast. Not about Eric mm-hmm. Willis in particular, but like how I feel like the persona of like the uh, music superstar, mm-hmm. you know, like is, is so. Like outplayed, and maybe maybe not even just in general, but like like in the Texas music scene for mm-hmm. sure. Because I cannot tell you how many guys I've gone and paid you know my hard earned money yep. for, you know, bought their merchandise. Not because necessarily that I want it, but just to support them. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends exactly. in the industry and whatnot. And man, you look at these dudes as like a larger than life figures. Mm-hmm. And you meet them, they're cooler than shit. All just like us, Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've met mm-hmm. um, in recent history, I, uh, like Colby Cooper. Coolest guy in Mm -hmm. the world. Not even old enough to buy a beer yet. You know, just cool. I mean, coolest dude ever. Giovanni met him. Uh, You know, uh, there's right there, actually, Ace Creighton, the lead singer of the Thieving Uh Birds. I mean, all these guys are so nice. And that kind of, those interactions you have with them do nothing but help them. You you know, right now, none of them are ever going to listen to this. But, like, man, I'm over here giving all them Mm shout-outs because of just a two-second interaction that they probably don't remember. Exactly. But that means the world to... However, I think how many people have that exact same story like mm-hmm. me. That's so cool, mm-hmm. and like you said, at the end of the day, they're just average everyday people that just have a talent.
1: Exactly, you know. So that that's yeah. really cool. We were talking about uh, Giovanni earlier. You know, I've you are saying, you know, y'all are out there listening to Preston. Shout out, pre- Peace, God. Yeah, buddy. Um, we were out there listening to Preston, and Giovanni was just hanging out with you, you know, but praising Preston at the same time. And it's like these guys. It, even if they're a big name that have all these supporters and have had all the success or whatever, they still, you know, want to listen and hang out and talk to everybody. Real recognized, exactly. real. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, he actually, he, he cut me off. You know, we, we were hanging out. You know, we were talking for a minute. I don't want to say cut me off. We were hanging out for quite a while, you know, talking, mm-hmm. bought him a beer, you know, just hung out, talked, picked his brain. And at one point in time in that conversation, he kind of, kind of like, in a nice way, was like, hold on a second. And I turned, I'm like, oh, my bad. And he's over there, he's listening to Preston sing, and I'm like, oh, okay, hey, don't even, man, I'm not even here, you yeah. go, like, he's mm-hmm. like, man, that guy right there, that's a, that's a songwriter right there, that fool's talented, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's coming from a record label signed artist right exactly. there, talking about one of our buddies, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's so cool that, you know, he could very easily be the, oh, pff this freaking guy open for me a little reputation you know but it's yeah. not, it's never like that at all yeah. at it, least in my experience you know
1: and while we're while we're on that subject me and Preston we uh played the Ellis County Youth Rodeo Expo thing um I guess that was March maybe April or something like that and uh we did a song swap open for Brandon Ryder and they had a little room set up you know with chips and stuff like that um mm-hmm. uh, once me and Preston got done we went in there and Um, you know got a few chips and some water and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. Brandon was in there and he was the first one before me and Preston even set our guitars down hey guys that was awesome you know what's your name shook our hands all that kind of stuff and it it was just really cool because that was one of the first experiences I've had with a bigger named artist actually you know reaching out to me or coming up to me or anything like that. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I don't know if he, yeah. he probably doesn't realize it enough. But he made my night. Yeah, was, you for know, sure. Cause I've been listening to Brandon Ryder since I was five years old. I feel like anybody yeah. in the state of
0: Texas, that's, exactly. old, that's roughly around our mm-hmm. age. I mean, like you can like, if the song like Backroads and yeah. you know, freeze frame time doesn't tug at your heartstrings, you don't have a exactly. heart. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, man, that that's old school. Nostalgic. right there. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Sounds like high school. Yep. Um, so I mean, you said Brandon Ryder was one of the names. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you rub elbows with people in this industry all the time or you might have opened for other people. What's some what's some names like, you know, no shame right now? Yeah. Name, no, no, name no. drop.
1: Um Brandon Ryder, Eric Willis, those are really the two that I've, you know, crossed paths with uh, recently. Very um recently. cool. I'll tell you, Kane and Bryce, another Waxahachie actually shout out. Yeah. He's getting big too. He um, sure is, yeah, man. Yeah, we um we played a gig. um, Opened for him at Realport, the brewery in Waxahachie. and um, of course I went to high school with him, so I knew him. But at the same time, he was awesome, just like everybody else is, you know. Yeah. And he's oh, he's opening up Coke Fest this weekend with uh, Co. Wessel, Parker, uh, wow. Cody Johnson, all those guys. You that's know, that's so and, cool, man. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think they kind of took him under under their wing too. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never got the pleasure of actually meeting him,
0: mm-hmm. but he. I mean, I, I love his music. I've seen him. If you're in this area, you hear the name. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, if you've never seen a full set, you've probably been around when he's playing exactly, at some point in yeah. time, and that that's so mm-hmm. cool, man, that he's blowing up like that mm-hmm. because um, Coe and Parker and all them, they are kind of like the uh, the outliers slash like they're the anomalies. They're the yeah. ones from Texas that are like really gonna blow yeah, up. I yeah. guarantee you. This time next year, Parker McCollum is going to be all over mm. all major stations. You know, because he's he's got the look and all that. Yeah. Co's got the party atmosphere mm. and all that stuff like that around him. But for the most part, like they bring smaller people with exactly. Them. Like I yeah. mean, he went to that uh uh Mexico where he yeah. went and where he, he did brought like. Fast you know reed southall Mm -hmm. and cody west muscadine bloodline those dudes are from freaking georgia and alabama like that's so Mm -hmm. sick and from Mm -hmm. just from a little dude up the road right there exactly shout out stephenville texas tarleton (laughs) texas let's do this um but yeah so uh what are do you have like any particular venues or gigs that stick out in your mind like like a really good experience you've had playing
1: um let me see the best experience that i've had um, well, I got, you know, Beefo Brady's is always a blast for me. No always. doubt. Because, yep. you know, when, when me and Casey play there, if it's just me or whatever, it's always fun because every bit of your friends and family come out there. There's so much room on that patio. The management is always hooking everybody up. You know, it's always just a great time. And we play out there for four hours. It's not like a short gig or anything. Right. Play out there through closing on Saturday night. It's always just a blast. Yeah. That one's always fun. Um, when I played Boxcar with Preston there we go that was one of the funnest gigs that I had yeah um, I opened I played about an hour and a half I think and then Preston came up there with Russell on the fiddle and uh, we all just hung out groups clashed all that kind of stuff yeah. met each other and drank together and all that kind of stuff and it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun.
0: Music is definitely the universal like yes. language that brings everybody together mm-hmm. for sure. And then y'all also have like such similar taste in music and uh, like but y'all speaking about Preston by mm-hmm. the way, like y'all compliment each other when you do the yeah. song swap, yeah. song swaps because he's mm-hmm. got kind of like the lighter more like melodic voice yeah. and then you come in there with that grungy like mm-hmm. that raspy freaking scream from yeah. the rooftops like <laughs> that 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 that's awesome anybody that doesn't enjoy you know the balance of opposites right there i don't know what's going on with you because that's what <laughs> that's my cup of tea all day right there um but speaking on that kind of style that you have i have an idea mm-hmm. i've never even asked you this but i have mm-hmm. an idea and i want to see for sure like what okay. what are your What are your, like, musical... Who are your musical influences and, like, some of your current favorites? Like, somebody you draw inspiration from. So,
1: I'll tell you, the number one that I draw inspiration from and have pretty much my whole life is Ryan Bingham. Ryan Bingham's my guy. He's got that, you know, outlaw, rugged sound to him. And the main thing that I like about Bingham is, and I've heard him say this, is he doesn't do it for anybody else. He does it for himself. He does it for therapy. Because, you know... All the stuff that he sings, all that sad stuff, he lived it. He didn't make none of it up. It's, you know, that kind of true, real, honest-to-God songwriting to me, even if it's a totally different style of music, I'm drawn to it. No doubt. But the fact that he's got that sound that I already like and then comes in with those powerful lyrics, you know? Oh. Yeah, and and what's crazy is mm-hmm. Bingham is not a
0: big man. No. And he's no, no, no. got a big old voice on him. Yes. And I'm like, man, when I mean speaking for somebody who's mm-hmm. not a big man, I'm like, <laughs> like, like, damn, that voice comes out of you. Like him yeah. and Cody Jinx. Mm-hmm. Like, those two, I'm like, where But yeah, that's you nailed it on the head. I think that mm-hmm. I was kind of joking earlier when I said music's the universal language or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like, I feel like if you were to if you were to play me a freaking, I don't know, some kind of Old classical mm. style song that I wouldn't necessarily listen to. If I could sit there and actually hear the lyrics, I'd have an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. like I feel like anybody yep. can be like, "Damn, there's some emotion put mm-hmm. into that." Like yep. you, you can't, you physically aren't able to make something like that mm-hmm. up unless you feel it. Yep. So that's why uh, the old saying, like, uh, the the best records and albums come from heartbreak. Yep. Because like that's that sends you to a, a place you've never been.
1: Exactly. That's whenever your mind is somewhere that is just wanting to write something down. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I could put it, is it's wanting to put something on a piece of paper. No doubt.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we've got Bingham, Mm -hmm. and that is, I'm telling you... I've seen you play a couple of times, mm-hmm. and that's my favorite. I will always be the one in the background saying, play Sunrise, man. Because <laughs> when, when Alex plays yeah. the, his cover of Sunrise, man, he's got it down. Pat, it, and it's you, you rocked that one for Thanks, sure. Thanks, man. And Hallelujah, too. I'm over there. I'm like, yeah. man, he's got me all up in my feels right now. <laughs> Give me another round. Yeah. Okay, so Bingham, and who, who else is uh, somebody Bingham. that you enjoy? Or, or some current favorites, maybe not current even inspiration. Current
1: favorites right now, um, Coulter Wall is a big one right now. Coulterwall is a bad dude. Oh, Saskatchewan old native. Old Saskatchewan. He's um, how was he? 22, 23? I think he's my age. Yeah. And he's got that Johnny Cash voice to him. No kidding. And, yeah, I'm really into him right now. Um, Shane Smith and the Saints are one of my favorites in the industry right now. Yep. Um, recent beat. that recent album they just released. oh it's my phenomenal. gosh, it's great. phenomenal. They took you know. They put those first two albums out, and don't get me wrong, those are two of my favorite albums of the last 10 years probably. But they kind of did the whole Texas country, get our names out there, let's make this sound because this is what people want to hear. They pushed the envelope with this album and said, you know what, screw y'all, we're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. And put out a rock album, and it is awesome. And that's the
0: most freaking, I don't even want to call it like Texas thing, that's just like the most, like when you think of the word country, that's Mm -hmm. like the most... Outlaw thing you could do. Exactly. Okay, cool. Y'all like us. We've got an established fan base. Well, guess what? This is what we're going to do. And yep. if y'all, it's ride or die right mm-hmm. now. All my listeners are probably freaking so tired of me talking about this, but you will never find a bigger <laughs> Sturgill Simpson fan than me. Yeah. Did you hear about his most recent project? Uh, I did not. Dude, he's releasing, in his own words, it's called a sleazy oh, rock and I roll. Did
1: about, I did hear about and he's that. He's releasing yep.
0: an anime movie with it. No, I'm right. like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got your back for, he can to, and I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell's going on here? But yeah. guess what? I'll watch that thing the day it comes out. I'll download that album the minute it comes out. Nah. That's just, it's kind of cool. On one yeah. hand, you're like, what the heck? And the other hand, you're like, you know what, man? I, I like everything you mm-hmm. do. Why not support them? Exactly. So, and when you yeah. got a Grammy in your back pocket, you know, you mm-hmm. can middle finger to everybody, yep. anyways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get that. So Shane Smith, Coulter, and Bingham, all those guys have a voice that you could easily emulate. Yeah. Like, you, you yeah. got that I, style, um, too.
1: I'm, I'm real big on those guys. John Morland, BJ Barum, you know, here we go. List goes on and on. You I can I could talk about that for days. Yeah, we're talk, we're going to the deep cuts right <laughs> now, man. Okay. So,
0: uh are you I'm assuming Tyler Childers fan? Yes, I am. Tyler Childers fan. What do you think of the new
1: album? I like it. I'm not going to oh, say I love it. I'm sorry, you know. Oh, yeah. That's going to get some flack from some people. It's but, fighting words up in here. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. So, obviously, you can tell I like the rugged I like minor chords, if that means anything to you. The Hell outlaw, yeah. you know, deep, sad, crazy songs, you know. And his first, you know, Purgatory and then the Bottles of the Bibles stuff that he did, acoustic. Both of those albums had that on there. And he's got a couple on, on this one, you know. But to me, I, I don't know. To me, it's just a little different than what I expected. But it also goes to what we were just talking about. He did what, you know, he thought sounded good and all that kind of stuff yeah. and now he's just saying, you know what? Screw y'all, I wanna do this. Right. And I respect the hell out of it. I get
0: that. And mm-hmm. there he's he is the king of um like innuendos, I guess. Yes, because if is. you don't we won't go into it <laughs> but y'all need to look into the meaning behind some of Tyler's songs yes. because that is a that's a dirty little boy yes, right there, is. man. And he but he can also he's it's so <coughs> that speaks numbers as to like the kind of Song that, that's next level mm-hmm. songwriting exactly. when, you, when you can write a song about something sexual in a negative way like I want, I'm not yeah. going to go into it but then, but then like to the to, in layman's terms it's like a a love song and exactly. the songs the song's called Ever Loving Hand so y'all can put two and two together yeah. so but yeah it's go go listen to and that and then
1: one. go out and put it on an album that's number one on billboards and play it for thousands of people <laughs> and the damn mm-hmm. album is nine songs yeah
0: that's exactly. some people release eps that are twice yes. that long i'm like dude this is mm-hmm. a full length album and it's nine songs mm-hmm. that that's just crazy and he yep. he's gonna be he just played jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel the other yeah. night so he's he's really gonna he you know all the northern and you know coastal states they're really gonna start to hear him because really? everybody down here in the south mm-hmm. knows about him and he's about to just skyrocket yep. so um which leads me to my next <laughs> thing we talked about him earlier, but Mr. Co Wetzel, are you a fan? I feel you. Okay. Before you even say anything, I'm with <laughs> you because he's giving me these eyes right now, and I know, like you said earlier, that that's like those are fighting words. But I, I feel like Ko is talented, mm-hmm. but I almost feel like he has this uh, aura about him that he's yeah. tr- almost like like overdoes. And I don't know. I've never met the guy. I I don't know him. Exactly. I I don't know him from Adam. That may Mm -hmm. be actually who he is. Yep. And I do his new album, I vibe with Mm -hmm. because I feel like he actually tried with this album. Like, you know, Ragweed and I Love the Way You Hate Me and stuff like that. Those are real talent. Mm -hmm. But then like the February 28th song, like Taco, I just don't vibe with that, Yeah, me neither. It's just not
1: my thing. Yeah. You know, so going way back, I... Grew up, I mean, I was I was five years old going to Texas Theater, Downtown Waxahachie. Oh, yeah. Watching Cooter Graw, Jack Ingram, you know, Blue Evans and Jason Boland, you know. Oh, yeah. I was five years old watching the original Texas Country Party Rock songs. Yeah. You know, those guys. Um, where it's gone now, today, it, it just feels a little, it, it feels different than, than what it was intended back then. I The way I have said it is I like some of the stories they try to tell in some of those songs, but I don't like the way they tell them. Yeah. You know? And maybe the, the
0: term that comes to mind, and this is not the right wording for it but it's almost gimmicky to me exactly if that makes sense it, it, that, it's that, like a bit yeah yeah know? and that's not mm-hmm. what i mean because i don't mean like oh they're just trying to but it almost does it's like it's like trying too hard yeah, see, to be yeah, like yeah. all there's a you know there's an old thing like you know the the real ones don't got about gotta mm-hmm. brag about being real as long as they know it like yeah. but I, I feel like if i were to look you in the face be like hey alex i'm an outlaw i'm an outlaw yeah. you know i'm an outlaw like bro you mm-hmm. don't gotta tell me if you are i'll exactly. pick up on that mm-hmm. and you know, this whole persona about the party 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 thing. I i don't know.
1: But I feel like he's kind of almost moving past that and he's I think doing so. So where where I'm at right I'm I'm ready for his next album. And I'll go. tell you so, noise complaint I really didn't like. it just didn't vibe with me. I just didn't it just those songs I just didn't you Yeah. know didn't attract me to that to those songs. This one you can tell he is maturing his stories. That's a good so way. way of putting it. You can tell he's maturing his stories. His lyrics are still kind of a little, you know, party, fuck it, yeah. let's get high, whatever. You okay, it, you sweet. Know? <laughs> yeah, party, fuck it, let's yeah. get high, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm ready for him to put the mature stories with the mature lyrics.
0: Yeah, and now that you say that, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, to what we said earlier, he, he probably didn't know he was going to blow up like he did. Exactly. And mm-hmm. guess what? We already mentioned that you're going to have – the more experiences you have, the more you're going to be able to write about. It. And this exactly. dude is blowing yes. up. You're telling me that he doesn't have enough material for the yeah. next 10 years no based kid. upon what he's experienced mm-hmm. in the last couple months or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the main thing – I don't know if you've heard this or not, but did you hear about the, um, the balloon festival? Yes, I did. That – okay – I will say this, for everything that I'm not a huge fan of with Co. Mm-hmm. He's never not the same. He's exactly. always he's, he's gonna be himself the whole way through. He's Co. He yep. is. He's he's been the guy with Jack mm-hmm. Daniels on stage with his ponytail yep. since day one. I mm-hmm. will give him that. I respect that completely. Mm-hmm. Even though that's my maybe not my cup of tea. Yep. That's him. Exactly. Anybody can respect that. And mm-hmm. this so for all of you that don't know, he played some huge it was like a hot air balloon festival, and like yeah, Lynn, Longview, I think. I was gonna say so, Lindale. It
1: was some somewhere east, some yeah.
0: L town in Texas. Yeah. There's a million of them. This <laughs> the, our our state is as big as a damn country, so I don't know which one it is. But anyways, they apparently contacted him and was like, "Hey, we would love to hear, have you come play for us? Um, just maybe try to clean up your lyrics a little mm-hmm. bit." And Co, being Co, was like, "You know, you know, kiss my ass. Exactly. If You want me to play? I'm gonna play my music." Mm-hmm. So he, first off, he breaks the record i think he had like freaking sixty thousand people throughout the whole festival it was huge i mean it was like
1: double the attendance that they've ever had yeah
0: i mean he he made more money for that town Mm -hmm. in one night than they did like in a full year and then they go and have this huge press release because like a couple of old ladies were like oh he was cussing on Mm. stage and he Mm, was saying swear words Uh. and blah 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 and whatever so and, and my favorite part of this whole situation is you would expect, especially like in the mainstream, if that were to happen to you know Joe Blow out in Nashville, mm-hmm. they their publicist would have been like, you know, on behalf of Alex Inglehart we apologize for what he was saying. Co, yeah, Co came out and was like, sorry that y'all doubled your sales in one <laughs> night. Like,
1: how do you not love exactly. that? And that's one thing that I I will say I do like about Co. I could say I don't like his music and all that stuff that as I want, but I respect the hell out of what he's doing. Yep. And there's a reason he's as big as he is, yeah. and you know I can I can you know not like it, but I respect the shit out of it, absolutely. You know? And in the age of social media, yes, he is
0: he's killing, killing it, man. He's, killing. he's got that demographic down pat, mm-hmm. and I'm not not a Co Wetzel fan. I have like mm-hmm. freaking ten of his songs on repeat. Yeah. I'm just not going to be like, oh my god, Co's coming to town. I yeah. got to go see him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, whereas I do that with a lot of other people, mm-hmm. but respect for for being like oh, yeah. that 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 mm-hmm. is something that i don't care what kind of music you're putting out if you Dang. if you're you from sun up to sundown mm-hmm. that's my kind of guy yeah. right there but um okay so moving on from all that <laughs> so we talked earlier you are currently solo okay, but solo. any plan what, what can you divulge so you know so you got any plans i can
1: divulge me old p scott and familiar name of mr josh birch have been jamming together, that kind of stuff, you know, and in the talks of maybe throwing a little band together. Ooh. Um, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, I don't know what's going to come of it. You, you know, it's just, like I said, in the talks right now, just in the jamming stage. You yeah. Know, we've only got three or four of us that have just came over and jammed once or twice at this point, but I think we're all three kind of serious about it and willing and wanting to... Go make something happen. Very know? cool, man. That's uh, y'all could not be three more opposite people. Yeah, and usually opposites tracks. So that <laughs> exactly. that's really cool, man. Yeah, and you know, with with those two guys, it's I'm excited if we do make something happen. I'm excited to see what our minds can come up with. Yeah, because you know, Preston's a songwriter. I'm a songwriter. Josh is a songwriter. You know, and we're we've all three got different styles. I'm ready to see those come together yeah you
0: you've got the raspiness
1: preston's mm-hmm. got the melodies and the harmonies josh, josh got that hip-hop
0: josh yeah josh got mm-hmm. a little josh got that you know that little bone in him man where yep. he gets a little funky every now and then you put a couple beers in, well a lot of beers yeah. in him, josh can drink mm-hmm. you know he, he he goes a little crazy but that's also that's not to say he's not talented that's just a whole different realm exactly. that i'm not familiar yeah. with and mm-hmm. he's the intro to my podcast is a beat that he made on his phone in two minutes. I'm like, no brother, way. you're killing it, man. Like, I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he sent that over to mm-hmm. me. So shout out Josh too. So, um, But you t- you mentioned earlier in the podcast you have a couple of songs that you've kind of garage band mm-hmm. down, or yep. excuse me, uh, recorded. But what I will say and what I am going to uh, do for for Alex um, and for all of y'all, he recorded one of his Oh my gosh. Uh original blanked out. Uh one of his original songs called Cursed by the Devil, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I sure. didn't know if it was just the Devil, devil or whatever. so it's Cursed mm-hmm. by the Devil. Um it's a badass YouTube video. Thank you. Um came out great. Uh my wife actually loves that song. She <laughs> plays it all the time on our TV and stuff like that. And, it, and I'm not even just blowing smoke up your mm-hmm. ass. I'm a big fan. Thanks, very man. very Thanks. very good. Very talented. And the the video is very well put together. Mm-hmm. So even though it, for all of you listening, if you want to hear Alex and you don't really nec- we don't necessarily have anything to shout out right now, mm-hmm. but I will definitely link that in the description of this, and I'll, I'll put a post up for it. So y'all, please go give him some support and help him out, and give him a give him a look because this video, I promise you, it'll be worth your time. Mm-hmm. And
1: I gotta ask, is this, is there any what was the inspiration behind that? So the inspiration behind that, I'm not gonna throw any names in there, buddy of mine. Um, he was, you know, we were drinking one night, and he was over with some family earlier on that, that evening. Okay. And uh, they said, oh, you look like your, you know, you, you look just like your uncle. You look just like your uncle. Alcohol issues. So, at that point, um, he was like, oh, you know, I, I've got this look in my eyes, apparently, blah, 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 blah. Am I turning into, you know, apparently when I'm drunk, I look like this person. And from there, we took it. And wow, wrote a song. That's pretty cool. Really, it was kind of the devil and the angel on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, but we made it as to more of a, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You know, your good side's cursing your bad side. You're looking at yourself while you're drunk. And you're cursing at yourself saying, you know, you did this to yourself. This is the reason all this bad stuff's happened to you. Fix it. Wow. You know. Yeah, because I
0: mean, like I said, I I wasn't trying to put you on the spot or anything, Mm, but I mean, but we listened to it, and I'm, we've talked about it multiple times, even in this podcast alone. But I'm like, damn, you know, Mm -hmm. like where those are some that is that cut you deep right there. I don't don't know where that came from. That's very cool, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, we're gonna I'll definitely put the link um to that video in here, um, just so people can kind of get an idea of of, uh, what you're all about and kind of get a taste of what you've been putting out. Uh, so where do you where do you see yourself? Where, where if you if you had to paint a picture of where you see like you know whatever, so let's say the next the next year of where mm-hmm. your music career is headed, what would you what's your ideal
1: path? I want to have an album out in a year. Wow! I want to. Hell yeah! Now that's probably shooting high, but I want to. I want to have an album out in a year. I want to be sending songs to radios, getting bigger gigs, that kind of stuff. Um, this is. Music is what I've always loved doing. Um, it wasn't until the last couple of years that I really started taking it seriously. But at this point, I want to do it the rest of my life. Hell yeah, um, man! You know, and I went to Steamboat Music Fest in January, and um, the coolest part about that for me was seeing guys like Max Stalling, Ray Wiley Hubbard. Mm-hmm. You know, these old guys that have been doing it for years and years and years out there just hanging out, and and it's like, you know, they can still go sing their songs, and people are still going to listen to them. Every word. Every word to them, you know, and I think, and you know the old saying, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Sure. Classic cliche, but it really is true when it comes to something like this. Yeah. You know, Um, I want to be able to make music, make music that I want to make, and make music that people want to listen to and do it for the rest of my life
0: that's a very admirable mm-hmm. thing man and like i'm telling you this is coming from somebody who has the musical talent of a, a bag of potatoes <laughs> so like it one thing that draws me to any style of music mm-hmm. is it's one of the only things that can like evoke such powerful emotions in you at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. like if you were to play me i don't even know song a from this band mm-hmm. i can almost guarantee you i can i can take myself back to Holy crap! I was in fourth grade in the back of my mom's yeah. Nissan Altima <laughs> when I heard this song. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's just crazy that the stuff like that has that yeah. power. And if my
1: neat. my favorite talent that I ever had when I was a little kid is I could tell you because you know that was back whenever the CDs were in the CD player. Yep. Didn't have no Apple Music or anything, and um, I, w- I would be in the back seat and I'd be like, "Mom, play number seven. Yep, play number. And I would know exactly. I can still hear a song by you know Cooter Gra or something. Yep. Tell you it's on that album and it was number six or, you know, that kind of stuff. We can all do. I
0: have a couple of those, too. (laughs) And it's weird because if you listen to the same album so many times, whenever a song is over, I already start singing the following song. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm on shuffle right now. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, we all have that stuff. That's that's badass, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So we're at the point in the podcast now where I have a I have a recurring segment that I ask right. every one of my guests, and the segment is called "If I Could Pick Three to Have a Beer with Me," and essentially it's a it's a hypothetical question. Um, you know, you don't have to necessarily think of it as having a beer mm-hmm. with them, but what I'm getting at is if you could pick three people at any point in time, they could be real, fake, you know, dead, alive. If you could just sit down and pick their brain and just have a good conversation with them, who would you pick and why?
1: All right, no particular order i'm gonna throw out ryan bingham oh yeah just because he is mr music to me at this point um and like you know like i said earlier he's just got that way of writing songs that it's not something that could be taught and i just want i i would like to pick his brain a little bit but also just hear him talk and hear the stories he's got and you know that kind of stuff um And with the acting career, too. And with the acting career. Like, man, that's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, He would definitely for sure be one. Um, Another might surprise you a little bit, Mr. J. Cole. Really? I am a J. Cole fan. Okay. Yeah. Um, He has this mindset with, you can watch any of his interviews or anything like that, or just listen to his music. He has this mindset about life that is just never heard anything about before. He's got that one song. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a um, uh, meditate, don't medicate. Yeah, I don't remember what, what song it was, but um, like to me, that that's just. And he actually does meditate. He talks about it. He'll sit there for two hours meditating every day, and it's like, well, how do you even think to do that? Like, I hear people doing it, but it's like, what makes you think to you know, yeah do that? He, um, I remember he got off Twitter. Whatever for all social media for two three years or something like that, and he said that it completely changed his life. And I just want I just want to talk to him. Yeah. I, I want to hear what he's got to say about man, all that. You want stuff. to talk about
0: lyrics, man? Yeah. Like Even if you don't vibe with J Cole's music, just yeah. just pull up a, a, any of his songs mm-hmm. and just read the lyrics. You're like, whoa, this stuff is like yeah. kind of. He's like a visionary, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And especially to kind of go against the grain, you mm-hmm. know, when you think. No no disrespect, but like if you think of like the rap game, you mm-hmm. don't think of, you know, necessarily intellectuals that exactly. are sitting around, you know, yep. contemplating life. You think about mm-hmm. throwing money and, you know, big rims on your car, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a breath of fresh exactly. air too.
1: And, you know, it's probably different here i I chase lyrics. That's my thing. I like listening to lyrics. I don't care what it is, I like listening to lyrics. If the lyrics are good, I'm gonna listen to it. And J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, those guys are like the only, you know Couple of those guys in there right now are the ones that I've listened oh, yeah. to, and and I don't stray too far out there and rap that kind of stuff. Um, but I can definitely vibe with those. Yes. Yeah, oh, that. I, mm-hmm. Now that you say that, yeah, man. That's a. <laughs> I don't. I don't
0: blame you. I'd like to pick his brain too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who rounds out that third spot? So we've got lastly Bingham and J Cole.
1: We got Bingham and J Cole. My last one, I'm gonna say, Mr. Glenn Frey of the Eagles. Oh wow, Mr. Glenn Frey, rest, rest in okay. peace. Yeah. Um, cool. Now, so they had that documentary on uh, Netflix. I think it's called History of the Eagles, it's like two part documentary. But I learned so much about not only just the band, him particular, and the way he went about his business, mm-hmm. was, you know. I I don't really know the word for it, but he took every... At first, you know, it was the music and having fun, and then he pretty much just shot straight into business aspect of it, you know. And that's one of those things that I've never really thought about or understood or anything like that, but, you know, the way he... And not to mention, he's one of the best songwriters of all time. When you throw him and Don Henley in a room together and make them write a song... Get on. It, it's a ballad yeah <laughs> no know? kidding
0: for sure um you get down on those vocals and it's like exactly. game over yeah man.
1: i just think he would be you know real interesting to to pick a brain yeah but, that's that's badass mm-hmm. man
0: well very cool that's a no, no that wasn't a shock to me that you got three musicians <laughs> right there but they could not be yep. three more polar opposite musicians that's mm-hmm. that's very cool so yeah that's um i feel like you know we're almost we're almost at the hour part right here and you know as far as the podcast is concerned i've been friends with alex for a very you know short amount of time mm-hmm. but i feel like we really hit it off oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. such a good guy i feel like i've known you my whole life <laughs> i hope that all you listeners kind of get a a uh, little bit of a backstory put a put a name with a face and um all that being said uh
1: you got any upcoming gigs or anything that we can kind of plug here yeah you know um I'm going to be playing at Railport Brewing in Waxahachie on, um, what was it, the 23rd of August. It's okay. uh, next Friday. Cool, cool. I'm uh, we'll be playing there next Friday, and then uh, on October 12th, I will be opening up at Rocket Cafe for, uh, before I mentioned, Kane and Bryce. For nice. his band. Um, so, I don't know if they've put that all out yet, but... Um, I, am, I I mean, I'm putting it out there. You go. Hey, we're, plug we're it, walking, man. October 12th. No shame in your game. Okay, you got. Yeah, so
0: what social medias are you, on, are you at? Like, where can people find you? And that last name needs to be spelled out yes, for all Yes, I'll followers. spell the last name for you.
1: Um, so Facebook mainly. Uh, that's where I do most of my stuff. I'm okay. old school, I know. Um, working on Instagram, it's all Alex Engelhart Music. So the last name is E-N-G-E-L-H-A-R-D-T boom yep
0: and i'll make sure to i'll spell it out for you guys and i'll (laughs) I'll put the links and everything so that way you don't mess anything up but uh on behalf of everybody you know all the listeners and whatnot thank you very much for coming out i very much enjoyed it and all of you guys any updates that i have on alex will be posted he's gonna be around uh, so go support him go watch the youtube videos follow him on facebook twitter instagram the whole nine yards And that is it. That's a wrap for another episode of Rated JG. Thank you all for listening.